Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, January 13th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adelia Jr. And joining me, we have Tim Motherfucking Gettys. What's up, Bless? How you doing? Man, I'm here. I'm You're alive. all brunched out? Dude, I'm all brunched out. I heard your weekend was just brunch after brunch after oh brunch. Oh my god. Yesterday I had two brunches in a row, followed by going out to Berkeley, hanging out with friends, getting drinks, and legit, like... It was a weekend because yeah. both me and you, we went on Saturday to, to Nick's, Nick's birthday. 40th birthday. Yeah. Um, the old man keeps getting older somehow. And I had a lot of drinks very quickly mm-hmm. because I was not expecting. As soon as I got there, Nick saw me and he was like, oh, dude, let me just get, let me get you a drink. And I was like, oh, snap. Okay. The Nick Scarpino special. <laughs> yeah. Just he thinks that getting someone else a drink counts as him drinking. <laughs> it, like, I didn't even get to like be like, oh, hey, what's up, guys? Like immediately he was like, oh, dude, I'll get you an, uh, an old Cuban. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got one. Right, right when I started drinking it, I met Matt Scarpino, who is a wonderful human being. Yeah, he is. He is. <laughs> I wish Scarpino I was there to see awesome. that. Oh, my God. He talked my ear off for like uh, 20 minutes. Oh, man. About, I'm sure he like, said many inappropriate uh, things. He was talking about like set design and like you know, oh, okay, all, all okay. the things so he had going on. You, you were getting pro Scarpino. Though, oh, yeah. Not no, you, like, the real Scarpino. <laughs> he was telling me like mainly like a lot of fascinating things about like what he does and all that stuff. But... During that conversation, like I'm drinking my old Cuban that Nick had just bought me, I look down at my glass. My glass is empty, and Matt's immediately like, "Oh, dude, let me get you another one." Uh, he gets it for me, and so this is my second old Cuban. Not even like 20 minutes into being uh, being at the birthday party, and so from there, I I start drinking that one, and then we hear from across the way that somebody has like a pineapple drink, and I was like, "Oh man, pineapple! I love pineapple." And Matt's like, "Dude, finish that. I'll get you the pineapple drink right now." And I'm like, "Oh my god." All right. <laughs> Those Scarpino brothers, man. And so <laughs> I, down, I down it and like I go for a, the pineapple drink, drink, but then we learned that the pineapple pineapple drink is not alcoholic. Uh. And Matt's like, oh, I'll just give you another old Cuban. And I'm like, Jesus. All right. <laughs> and so the, the adventure continues. The whole night's a blur. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of how that, that <laughs> It was a up. fun weekend, though, man. Gotta it was a it, really man. fun time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you? How'd you enjoy it? I had a great weekend. Awesome. Fantastic, man. Just a lot of a lot of chilling, a lot of watching high school musical, the musical, the yeah. series, oh, finishing my, that off. Finish it? Woo! Such what a, a good show. What a banger. I freaking love that show. I was listening to the soundtrack on Spotify this morning. Yeah, you were. It's so good. It's I love so you. good. I'm so happy you're people here don't with give us. people don't give that show enough credit. They to don't, me, man. it's the better show on Disney Plus. It is. I I put that above the Mandalorian. Yeah, absolutely. I, the, I haven't seen like Encore or any of the other I haven't seen like the Imagineering. Imagineering story is dope. Okay. But so far, High School Musical, the musical, the series is my favorite. On Disney Plus, but this show isn't about Disney Plus. This show is about video games. Today's stories include Assassin's Creed leaks, uh, Monster Hunter World, Iceborne eating saves, and more. Because this is kind of funny games daily, each and every weekday at 10 a.m. Uh, 10 a.m. live right here on Twitch.tv/slash Kind of Funny Games. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com/slash You're Wrong. If you don't want to watch lives, you, you can watch later on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games or listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kind of Funny Games daily. To be part of the show, head to Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games, where bronze members or above get to write in, and silver members or above get the show ad free mm-hmm. now it's time for some housekeeping thank you to our patreon producers blackjack and muhammad muhammad today we're brought to you by upstart hymns and quip the rare the rare triple threat the triple threat triple threat of sponsors uh, <laughs> but i'll tell you about that later for now let's begin with what is and forever will be the roper report <laughs> it's time for some news we have five stories today a Dozen. Starting off with some Assassin's Creed leaks. Creed me up. Yeah, man. So Assassin's Creed Ragnarok is leaking all over the place, Barrett. Just all (laughs) over the place. All over me, man. Just everywhere. Just fucking everywhere. Gotta clean it up, Les. Oh, man. Let's let's, let's clean it up. So I'm pulling this from Joseph Noop over on IGN and uh, NSTAV13 over on Reddit. So I'm going to start off. The number four games journalist. Yeah, the number four games journalist. So I'm going to start off with with, uh, uh, this quick write-up from IGN, and I'm uh, going to dive deep into some of the bullet points written up uh, by NSTAV13 on Reddit, who uh, is linked in the IGN article. So... Assassin's Creed Ragnarok is reportedly the next mainline Assassin's Creed game, if recent leaks are to be believed. Thanks to alleged Amazon and GameStop item listings, we can surmise a few things about the next installment in the long-running franchise. What's next for Ubisoft's biggest franchise? Keep in mind, though, that Ubisoft has yet to confirm any such information. So take everything with one seriously large grain of salt. So in the or I- don't or don't because this is one hundred percent real. Oh yeah. So. <laughs> IGN then links to uh, this Reddit user who 
essentially links to like 4chan, but this guy kind of he 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 kind of surmises everything in a way that's kind of digestible. So I'm going to go through bullet point uh, bullet point to bullet point, and this isn't this isn't all the information we have, but this is these are like the key the highlights the highlights right. And you can go to IGN or go to Reddit uh, to essentially see everything that's available. But these are the key things. All right. So the title of the next game is Ragnarok, which we knew, codenamed Kingdom. It'll launch on Xbox One, PS4, PS5, and Xbox Series X. Officially announced in February at the upcoming PlayStation Ooh. event, release date being September 29th, 2020. That's an interesting one. So, so far, all th- with the three of those things, we got the launching on the this gen and next gen. Yep. That makes a lot of sense. The officially announced in February, which would win me the pizza bet. Would win you the pizza bet. I still don't so. believe it, but we'll see. And we'll then see. The upcoming release date of September 29th. So it would be another situation like Assassin's Creed Black Flag. 4, mm-hmm. where it, it came out twice. on current gen yeah. and then yeah. comes out later yeah. on... Uh, on next gen, assuming mm-hmm. next gen is is November, right? Yeah, as it usually is. Yeah, yeah. Black Flag was a day one for uh, PS4 and Xbox One, right? Yeah, when those came out. Yeah, it was okay. a launch title for them. Okay. But the, okay. it was like, if I remember correctly, two weeks after yeah, it, the it, PS3 it, and 360 launches yeah. in the game. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Up to four player drop in and drop out co op, kind of like Ghost Recon uh, Wildlands, which is interesting for an Assassin's Creed. I feel like. The last time they did something like that it was, was Unity, Unity yep. which didn't pan out the best. But I don't know I if that's feel like why it, that game it, it, didn't That's pan not out. why people hated didn't that game. Like Unity, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, that's interesting. Uh, players can only play as a single character, Jorah, who can be chosen to be male or female, okay. which I think makes sense. Jorah leads a small band of four during their adventures, which is why other players can drop in and out for co-op. The game continues heavy RPG mechanics, now including different cl- different classes and uh, mild skill tree uh, changes based on class. Player class can be changed by a specific character. Combat is upgraded with more weapon types and special abilities for every weapon grouping. Each weapon can have uh, runes added, be upgraded, and durability increased. Weapon durability does now come into play, forcing players to use their weapon pool more effectively, and players are now forced to manage a smaller inventory that can be upgraded. Now, that sounds like Breath of the Wild to me. Hmm. With that durability? That, with that weapon durability. I'm sure like the weapons here will be way more durable than the Breath of the Wild weapons, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying that kind of sounds familiar to me. Sailing returns, and it is less combat intensive and more focused on exploration and, and travel, including being able to navigate tight rivers and wetlands. <laughs> the, the Hidden Blade is back and is, more, it is far more customizable in terms of cosmetics. Multiple settlements throughout the world can be captured and controlled for trade and currency gains. Difficulty returns, but focuses more on parry times, player health, and enemy reaction times rather than enemy, uh, rather than enemy health. Leveling is overhauled to allow players to improve skill sets to gain experience, like in Skyrim. As a result, level locking regions and content is gone. The map is massive, uh, like all of North- Northern Europe. My source mentioned big cities like York, London, Paris, and Kiev. Did I pronounce that right? Kiev? I'm going to say yeah. Okay. Kiev, maybe? I don't know. Every kingdom uh, was meant to be really unique. And there are way more bullet points and features, but uh, I'll point you guys to IGN or Reddit or wherever you want to go to essentially see see all the details if you're a big Assassin's Creed person. Uh, but with all of that, Tim, what are your thoughts? You know, Assassin's Creed, probably one of the most fascinating franchises of of our lifetime when you really when you really think about it. A launch title, not a launch title, a first mm-hmm. title that was fine, but a lot of people, oh, yeah. I think, would say that it didn't live up to the hype. Mm-hmm. Perfect example of a franchise where the sequel comes in, sets the standard, right? Yeah. And then just banger, banger, banger. But then it banged a little too long. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You just can't go that long. Then people started getting upset about it being annualized. They realized that. They took a step back. They put out Origins. People loved Origins, mm-hmm. right? Take a little bit more of a break. Come back with Odyssey. And Odyssey starts going in a different direction for this mm-hmm. franchise. Turning Assassin's Creed into something bigger, something mm-hmm. better. Now, would you say Odyssey or Origins? Because I feel like Origins was the one that really... That was the first one after they took a year break. Yeah. Where they came back bigger and better and added like way more RPG mechanics. I think Odyssey was the one that kind of... Uh, capitalized off of that and made it even more expansive. But from what I hear, like mm-hmm. with Greg, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It sounds like Odyssey was the one that took those ideas of the different direction and like mm. ran with it. Oh, yeah. This sure. sounds like it's taking the Odyssey thing and just Going jumping off a cliff. Him. Yeah. Like the, the size of the 
the space alone sounds mm-hmm. crazy. The four-player stuff, the all the different elements that they're adding, whether it's the RPG stuff or the um, the weapon durability and mm-hmm. the, the sailing, the exploration. This sounds like a very different game. Yeah. The interesting thing that it feels like they're rolling back on uh, the bullet point that you have that says uh, difficulty returns but focuses more on parry times, player health, and enemy reaction times rather than enemy health. Like I wonder, that sounds like an in-between of what Origins and Odyssey's... Uh, um, combat system was and like what the old school <clears throat> Assassin's Creed combat is. Yeah, like that's the thing is this sounds like it's really kind of looking back at all the prior Assassin's Creed yeah. and being like, all right, the sailing is cool. Yeah, we're gonna add the that. Sailing. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. The, the the co-op stuff could have worked mm-hmm. in uh Unity. What was it called? in Unity, yeah. but whatever, and like putting elements together. This is one of those things where it's risk and reward. Like this mm-hmm. might be t- throwing too many new ideas into something that kind of yeah. just needed a little bit more refinement, or it could be a huge step forward and redefine what a Ubisoft game means for next gen. Yeah, and that's kind of where I'm where I'm at because like Assassin's Creed, when it was uh, yearly, I wasn't I wasn't a big fan. Like I played I played the first Assassin's Creed. I played Assassin's Creed two. And for both those games, like I can see why people liked Assassin's Creed 2 way more than the first one because it seemed yeah. like it added a lot more character and a lot more things to do there. But for me, I, w- I could never really get into it. You oh, know, and I, like, I would see games like Black Flag come out and people would be like, oh, yeah, Black Flag is the best one. And I would it, jump it in. It still is. Still is? Yeah. I, 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 ju- I jumped in and tried to do it. And I just I, I don't think those games are for me. Um, but seeing people play origins and see seeing people play odyssey like i look at those games and i'm like okay i can understand like these games seem like a departure from from what assassin's creed has been in a way that i could see myself possibly getting back in and i think it is like the year gap they're taking right they're taking more time to develop these games Mm -hmm. which means that they're able to do more things add in more features be more uh uh, innovative as opposed to just like straight up just iterative with each game being the same thing but in a different area and, and that's kind of a the, the cool thing to me is like we we talk a lot about god of war um mm-hmm. and how it changed what that franchise was and made it better mm-hmm. right it took this franchise that people loved and completely reinvented it from the ground up and i kind of feel like assassin's creed did that maybe not in the ex- to, to the extremes and to the levels that god of war did but mm-hmm. what it did was different where it allowed itself to to grow in different ways and look at each assassin's creed title as if it's its own way to innovate and kind of try new things out and expand the world and expand expand like gameplay styles of what an Assassin's Creed game even means mm-hmm. where I like that before we knew exactly what we're going to get from that from an Assassin's Creed game yeah. now it's like every two years there, there's going to be something that like makes it mechanically different from the last one yeah mechanically different and just way more interesting and engaging like reading these bullet points i'm like oh yeah this sounds like a different game than the last one because before i feel like assassin's creed really the leak was where does it take place it's like yeah. we know the game yeah where, it's does, like, it where does it take place and what is like the mechanic that cha- that's changing right whether it is like unity with uh with co-op or uh syndicate with like uh being able to choose characters black yeah. flag with the, black flag with ships the, with the ships yeah yeah and you, like um what was it um revelations with like the, the weird there's like a weird way you could like uh travel around like the rooftops and shit that they added in revelations mm-hmm. hardcore yeah. parkour yeah the nanobiologist writes in and says hi blessing and tim Assassin's Creed Ragnarok had a huge leak dump last week, but a very interesting thing that stood out to me is one, the bringing back co-op for the main story and its drop-in, drop-out, and two, it'll be revealed at the PlayStation reveal event in February. Now, I know we must take leaks with a salt-lick-sized grain of salt, but... Assassin's Creed and Ubisoft leaks in general mostly end up being true. Remember the Mario and Rabbids leak, Tim? So do you see PlayStation repeating history with another February reveal event like they did seven years ago for the PS4? Also, how good is the games industry uh, in its short history at repeating itself and staying consistent? Thanks, (laughs) the nanobiologist. I I still hold true that we are getting the PlayStation event in, Mm -hmm. in February. I just think that it makes sense. You know, we've seen it before, and I don't think that that is good evidence to to use on them yeah. doing it again. Because for as history repeating itself, it, it, there's no real patterns when it comes to that stuff. And yeah. I feel like anytime you try to look for patterns, especially in the days now of the of Nintendo Direct's and state of plays, you're not going to find anything that like means anything substantial. Mm-hmm. There might be some little evidence here. You might be like. It's an easy bet that uh, Nintendo's going to do a direct in January, or February. But mm. if they didn't, 
it wouldn't be like shocking. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, but with this, I, I still believe the February thing's happening. Uh, but the, there's a, something about Ubisoft leaks that are more often true than than not true. But I mm-hmm. think it's because Ubisoft, unlike many other uh, developers, are spread worldwide in a way where all of the different studios are working on games of consequence. Mm-hmm. I feel like there aren't too many studios that have that many teams in different places that are working on um, giant tentpole titles because Ubisoft just has them in a way that, you know, EA has their titles, yeah. right? But we're not really, like, going to get a huge Madden leak. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ubisoft makes games that can have leaks, and mm-hmm. those games are being worked on around the world, whether it's Ubisoft SF or Ubisoft you know, up in, up in Canada, all of them are working on elements of all of the games mm-hmm. at once. So when Ubisoft's working on 15 games at a time, a lot of people, more people have information about those games than a lot of other studios. Yeah. For me, all the information in this league I'm taking with the largest grain of salt possible because, like, if you even if you look at the IGN article, which I'm sourcing, right, like, they mention Amazon and GameStop leaks right but they're also like linking reddit stuff which the reddit stuff is then linking 4chan stuff and like if you read the 4chan post it's like oh yeah like the rumors i've heard from my insider at ubisoft all this right like these leaks are being pulled from all different places and you never know like what information is dated what information is inaccurate what information is like just being made up you know what information is just based on information that they heard from the other information yeah, here, right? Yeah. Like I feel like that happens more often than not when it comes to this type of leak where it just is so much information mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, this person said this, this person said this. Now this third person said both those things and one more thing. That then feels more real because they're like, oh, well, we heard this from them and them, so this is a double source. No, it's the same source. Mm-hmm. It all comes back to what is the source. Yeah. Yeah, and Assassin's Creed is one of those interesting ones where... like, It's usually Kotaku that leaks it, so... Yeah, and like Assassin's Creed Ragnarok will leak, and I mean, if it hasn't, it, I mean, like this this stuff, I think some of it is is factual. I don't know how much this is factual, but I think at least some of this is spot yeah. on. Um, and you know, it's tradition for Assassin's Creed to leak, right? And so whether you know this is all accurate or whether we're going to we're some whether somebody in a month or so is going to be riding a bus. And they're going to be sitting behind a guy with a backwards hat on. And on the back of the hat, it's just going to have the word, like, huge letters, Ragnarok, and then above it, AC, right? Like, it's it's, it's bound to happen. It's Assassin's Creed. Uh, it hasn't happened yet, though, which is surprising. We don't have a keychain this year. A key, like, there's no laptop. There's no keychain. None yeah, of that yeah. yet. Yet, Barrett. Yet. Yet being the operative word. Okay. It's going to happen. All right. I'm willing to take another bet on this. <laughs> <laughs> another piece of bet? Uh, no, I... I I can't be taking more than one pizza bed at a time. I can't be making it rain pizza on this office. Number two, Call of Duty and GTA V dominated PlayStation Store downloads in 2019. This is by James Batchelor on GamesIndustry.biz. This goes back to Nanobiologist. Some things in history don't change. <laughs> uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare and Grand Theft Auto V are 2019's biggest sellers on the PlayStation Store in the, in the U.S. and Europe, respectively. Both U.S. and European bl- PlayStation blogs have revealed the rankings for the most downloaded PS4 games via the platform's digital store, as well as top sellers in other categories. While a lot of titles appear in both lists, there are several differences that hint at varying tastes between the two continents. Firstly, there are the obvious sporting differences with two FIFA titles appearing on the European chart with FIFA 20 and number 2, but none to be seen in the U.S. rankings. Conversely, NBA 2K20 was the biggest sports game in the U.S. at number 3, with Madden 20 at number 7 and MLB at number 13, none of which appear on the European charts. There are less predictable differences, such as Borderland 3's absence from the European chart or <clears throat> Crash Team Racing's not appearance on the U.S. America also seems to be home to more Star Wars fans, since both Battlefront 2 and Jedi Fallen Order ranked higher than over higher than over on the, uh, the other side of the Atlantic. PlayStation also revealed the best-selling PSVR games, with Beat Saber taking the, the top spot on both charts. Europe's second biggest virtual reality title was the UK-developed Blood and Truth, which is a great game, while the US-favored uh, indie hit Super, Super Hot VR, which is also a very great game. Both of those awesome games. Meanwhile, Apex Legends beat Fortnite in both free-to-play charts 
Epic's Battle Royale game had to settle for number two, with Dauntless at number three in both US and Europe. Fortnite, however, dominated the rankings for best-selling DLC and expan expansions, taking up all ten positions in both US and European charts. The Laguna, the Laguna Pack was also, or was the most popular purchase across both. What's the most interesting thing here to you? Uh, I mean, uh, Apex Legends beating Fortnite on the uh, on the free to play charts at first struck me as interesting, but I mean, it being a new game in 2019 and Fortnite, I imagine like a lot of people already having that game downloaded makes sense. Fair. Um, and so DLC sales uh, being just way higher for Fortnite uh, over Apex Legends and every other free to play game, I think still makes sense with that since yeah. that audience audience is so huge. Um, aside from that, I feel like all of this kind of makes sense to me. Yeah, that, that was the one that didn't make sense to me, but you made it make sense. Thank you, Blessing. There you You're go, smart for sure. Um, if you look at, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read some of the top, uh, the top digital sales here, because I have the list for U.S. and Europe. So on the U.S. side, uh, starting at number one, we have Call of Duty Modern Warfare, which makes sense. Minecraft PS4 Edition, makes sense. NBA 2K19, Grand Theft Auto V, NBA 2K20, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege, which, man, I didn't realize that game was doing that, that well. Yeah, like, me I knew, neither. I knew Rainbow Six Siege was like... Brought it back, but yeah. not... I didn't know. I didn't realize they brought it back, back like that. <laughs> um, we also have Madden NFL 20 at number seven. Star Wars Battlefront 2. Tom Clancy's Division. That's another semi surprise. An older game. Star Wars Battlefront 2. Yeah. Yeah. I it was probably all the sales. It was probably them. They were another example of kind of bringing it back, like yeah. after all the loot crate stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, they have like a very like hardcore audience as well, and from what I've heard, like they've really been supporting that game in 2019. So. Yeah, but I mean the hardcore audience, like these these are new people. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, it's like right. there's new people buying it in 2019. Uh, yeah, these are top. Yeah, yeah. These are the top downloaded PS4 games for US and Europe, oh, or for okay, US specifically okay, okay. for this. Um, and then at number nine we have Tom Clancy's The Division Two, and number number ten we have Days Gone. So Days Gone still, you know, not I mean, there's a power to exclusives, man. Yeah, like, man. That, that especially after the tear of perfection almost that that Sony had like year after year, and then Days Gone was the first questionable one. Yeah, and looking at looking at these games, right, for the top 10 US, Days Gone being in the top 10, I feel like it's actually pretty impressive for what that game is and for how it came out and how it was received. Like, the other games on this list, on this top 10, are games that I could easily see, right? Yeah. Division 2, mm -hmm. right? It's it's a Tom Clancy, it's a Ubisoft game. Like, yeah, that game's going to get a lot of downloads. It's a multiplayer online service game. Like, yeah, that's going to have an audience. Star Wars makes sense. Sports games make sense. Call of Duty... Minecraft, Grand Theft Auto, all that stuff you would expect in the top 10. Days Gone at number 10, I think, is uh, really impressive. Um, and I guess, like, I mean, good to see. Like, shout out to that studio. Like, you know, that I, I feel like that game kind of got raked over the, uh, the coals a bit because mm -hmm. it didn't come out with the level of quality that we expect from a PlayStation first-party exclusive. But, you know, good to see that that they're, they're still out there selling. Uh, and on the European side, the top 10 for PS4 digital sales, Grand Theft Auto V, number one, FIFA 20, Minecraft PlayStation 4 Edition, Call of Duty Modern, Modern Warfare, uh, Rainbow Six Siege, Red Dead Redemption 2, The Forest, which is a very interesting one, uh, Rocket League, EA Sports, UFC 3, which I think is also an interesting one, and then Crash Team Racing at number 10. Yeah. My man. Awesome. Uh, number three, Monster Hunter World Iceborne PC is deleting save, save files for some players. This comes from Sheriff Saeed of VG247. Some of those players who jumped into Monster, World, Monster Hunter World Iceborne immediately after its release found that their save files are gone. Monster Hunter World Iceborne released on PC last night. Although the launch has been relatively smooth so far, some players ran into a major problem. Upon starting the game, Monster Hunter World does a save file check. When this happens, some players receive an error message letting them know that, quote, no compatible save was found, end quote. If you continue along, the game will create a new save file, immediately deleting the old. If you, if you have cloud saves enabled for, for Monster Hunter World, the new save will replace the existing one in the cloud as soon as you exit the game. This caught many off guard, and it's, and it's not immediately clear what causes it. Some, uh, some, some believe it has to do with mods, many of which are out of date at this point. Others think the error, error occurs if you haven't played Monster Hunter World in a while, which means you missed out on a save data format change that took place post-launch. Seeing as the game can't read the old format, it suggests starting over, which obviously isn't ideal. 
The issue is widespread enough with plenty of posts on Steam forums, Reset Era, and more on Reddit, all frustrated that hours of game are gone. If you've yet to launch the game since Iceborne's release, you may want to back up your save file locally just in case. That sucks. That sucks. And that's a PSA for people who want to jump into Iceborne on PC. Back up your saves locally or you run the risk of losing them until until whenever they they fix this. Dude, I will never forget. This is kind of a tangent, but it's Mm. semi-related. Prince of Persia Warrior Within. I got to the right before the final boss. All right. Mm -hmm. And there was a glitch in the first run of the game that I I bought because I got it day one that there's this bridge you're on that halfway across the bridge, your character just falls through the the, oh wow the world Mm -hmm. and you die. And it just keeps happening over and over and over. There was a solution to the glitch that if you went a certain way and it was like a go three to the left, up two, right one, like that type of like little zigzag across the bridge, you'll make it across the bridge and there's a door. But when you go in the door, there's a 50-50 chance of it deleting your save file. Oh, wow. That's yeah. terrifying. And that's fucking wild. I got my save file deleted. Oh, I have dude. never beat Prince of Persia Warrior Within. I'm so sorry. Officially, I remember later just like watching the uh, a let's play or not let's play, whatever the hell it was back in the day, just game footage yeah. of uh, the final boss. I'm like, cool. Mm-hmm. I got that experience. Fuck you. Um, so yeah. That so is- I had a similar thing happen to me with the original. Uh, Ratchet and Clank on PS2, oh. which I can't remember now if I've beaten that game or not, um, because this happened so long ago. But like uh, on PS2, I got to the final area, like the final level of Ratchet and Clank, the original one, and I was an idiot kid. I was a, I was one you of them dumb kids, dumb kids, one yeah. of them dumb kids. Yeah. And whenever I would boot up that game, because uh, the TV I had for some reason it would take quite a few seconds to boot up once I turn on the TV. So what I would do is I would turn on the PS2 first. And the PS2, like, I, I, I knew the steps that the PS2 would take, right? Mm-hmm. You would get to the Ration Clank start menu right. uh, fairly quickly. And then in my head, I was like, okay, I know that it's start X, X to then load my game, right? And so I would do that without looking at the TV, right? Because my TV was still turning on. Right. Because the PS2 was faster than the TV for, some, for whatever reason. Yeah. And so I did that. And I was like... The, at, I was at the at the last level of Ratchet and Clank, did that, booted up my PS2, was like, okay, time to finish this thing. And then I pressed the buttons, and then once my TV finally came on, I realized that I had deleted my save somehow. Oh, oh bless. I deleted my oh, own oh. I deleted my own save. You I deleted your, your own saboteur. <laughs> and so never again, like I'm never gonna be that stupid again. Yeah. Because I learned that you lesson. You learned a lesson. I learned though. that yeah. lesson at like eight yeah. years old. We I, give quality gamer lessons yeah. here at Kind of Funny Games Daily. Yeah. Wait don't, till the TV turns on. Don't be one of them dumb kids. <laughs> <laughs> like I had a I similar was. one with uh just like uh save files being deleted randomly with uh Bioshock Infinite. And it was specifically the area of like the mo- ghost mom boss fight, oh, where yeah. like I would get to it and then save and then like be done. And then when I would load up my save, like the next time I would play, my save would be right before the mom ghost boss fight again. Oh my god! So I had to beat her like three fucking times before I actually beat that game. Because hmm. of the third time, I was like, "Fuck it! I'm just sitting down and I'm playing the rest of this game right now because I know it'll, it's going to delete itself again." So, oh man, that was fun. Because that's tuned. the worst part of that game. Stay tuned to PSLUXOXO today because I might have a similar story oh. involving Graveyard Keeper. Oh man! <laughs> Number four, awesome games done quick. 2020 raises more money for charity than ever before. I'm pulling this from James O'Connor over at Gamespot. He writes. Awesome Games Done Quick 2020 has wrapped up in triumph with the week-long speedrunning charity event ending with a huge amount of money earned for this year's charity, the Prevent Cancer Foundation. The event raised $3,131,475 from over 54,000 individual donations, which came in from over 80 countries. This is the largest amount any single Games Done Quick event has ever brought in. Donations remain open on the site if you'd still like to be a part of the event's charitable efforts. Frank Furter writes in and says, Good morning, Blessing and Tim. Awesome Games Done Quick ended, ended Saturday night slash Sunday morning and raised over $3.1 million for cancer research. For those who don't know about GDQ, it's a 24-hour event for, full, uh, for a full week, twice a year, in which people speedrun any and all games in attempts to raise money for charity. My question to you is do you watch speedrunning in your limited downtime? If so, what's your favorite game to watch? Also, have you ever tried speedrunning? Thanks for all you do, Frank Furter. Tim, do you are you did you watch any of Awesome Games Done Quick? 
I'd love to pop in whenever mm-hmm. they're doing this and just kind of see whatever. Like, not any scheduled thing. Just kind of pop in, see what game people are playing, and see how they're breaking the hell out of the game. That's always fun. Yeah. But this always reminds me of the the OG speedrun video, which was Super Mario Brothers 3 done in 11 minutes. Oh. There was a video that like went viral. This is before mm-hmm. videos went viral. Like, yeah. This was like I remember this. Just you had to, you had to like download it off Kazaa to see yeah. this shit, and it was a tool assisted speed run. Uh, that was like you could do it in in game. You just have to be insane. Yeah. But it was just Mario like perfectly like yeah. bouncing around, flipping the raccoon tail, like hitting everything. It was art. Oh yeah. Um. But yeah. Besides that, I was actually introduced to uh the speed running world with uh ag dq mm-hmm. for a god of war charity stream when they were announcing the god of war 3 remastered hmm. uh sony santa monica had me and greg fly down to hang out with them this is when i met cory barlock uh this is like way before god of war 4 mm-hmm. um and we're all hanging out and they got like the best god of war speedrunner in the world speedrunners in the world that's crazy that's a thing <laughs> oh yeah yeah to, and, and we me and greg kind of went in and with the attitude me and greg would mm-hmm. which is like yo we're, we're down for this but like what the fuck yeah like, like there's no way these motherfuckers like are the the best like they are mm-hmm. that's a it's title like, what does that even they, mean like, yeah it's yeah. just like like how are they better than the other ones and then you're there and they had there was a group of people that were playing all the all the god of war games in one sitting we were there mm-hmm. for the, a stream where they beat all of the god of wars in one sitting jeez and seeing the different techniques that each one was using i was like oh my god now, are, they the, do, are they like the, glitching through and stuff oh yeah okay yeah, it was full glitch through the reverence that they had for each other of mm-hmm. like oh dude there's this one thing that he can do that we just can't do Mm-hmm. Like he's the only one that can do this random. It's glitch. so cool. And I'm like, fuck, this is right. Ra- yeah. it, it opened my eyes to a whole other world. And man, like, the, it was all live streamed. Like, I'm sure we can. The stream exists somewhere that people can find it. But um, the the best thing was this thing called Serious Time. Mm-hmm. It's like we're all hanging out. And everyone's just like joking around. And then the dude, I forgot exactly what he would say, but he would just say say something, and everyone Serious Time, Serious Time. Everyone have to get quiet for him to do the one move. All right, he made it. Cool. Let's go. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. And it was hype as fuck. It's I I absolutely love watching this stuff. I missed pretty much all of Austin Games done quick this last week uh, because it's just been a busy week. You know, brunch week. Too many brunches. Too many brunches. It was also my first week working here, and I I, like I kind of had a focus on stuff (laughs) that I was doing. But uh, I I haven't really like sat down and watched through like scheduled time for myself to really like watch and ingest like a lot of awesome games done quick but i'm like you tim where i'll tune in for like an hour or so you know depending on like what i have going on and just like tune into whatever game they're playing because no matter what game they're playing even if it's a game you've never heard of it's still fascinating to watch like it's still really fun to watch uh the way the way in which they relay like what exactly is going on and telling you exactly how they're breaking in the game or like you know like the when the developers were developing this game they kind of they overlooked that this thing they overlook this thing over here which then allows us to break the game in this way and, and all that stuff all that stuff i think is super so, fascinating so cool. and super fun to uh to see uh, and so so cool yeah like one of my favorite ones the one that probably like opened my eyes to how cool this stuff was was a donkey Kong 64 speed run <laughs> where they're just they're just glitching dude it's straight through fascinating it. it's, it's so, so cool. cool um have you ever tried yourself no I don't even know what game I could try and speedrun. Probably, like, the closest thing for me probably would be Mario 3. But okay. even then, like, I'm nowhere near, like, what yeah. the actual speedrunners the, are doing. It's just me trying to play the game really fast. The closest I've come is just trying to play the game fast. I'm not trying to beat any world records or stuff. Yeah, but exactly. my goal has always been to beat Super Mario Brothers 1 in less than 10 minutes. Really? And yeah. I've never done it. Mm. I, I've gotten close. I think my best was, like, 11 minutes. This sounds like a stream. Wow. That, does sound I, that like sounds a like a lot of pressure, man. I don't know. I don't know. I could do it on stream, but but yeah, like I there was a, a time period where uh, like probably late high school where I busted out my SNES and just connected it. I was playing Mario All Stars version, and mm-hmm. every night I would play at least three runs of Mario One. Dude, I love this just to try to get it. Dude, that's awesome. You know? yeah. And I could. And you're like doing all the pipes and stuff. Of right? course, yeah, yeah. That's the only way. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. Only way. yeah. Are you are you glitching through anything? No glitches. No glitches. no glitches. Okay, just, yeah. I, I'm just playing pipe run. Like, yeah. I'm a normal person. Man. You know what I mean? I want to yeah. see this. I want to see. Well, I don't know. I can do it, man. Yeah. Less than ten minutes. Like Mario One is hard. It is. So the the thing for me is I I'm I'm not that great at these games. Mm-hmm. So there's a, a key moment where you go from World One One right mm-hmm. into to One Two. You can then warp to Four One. Then yep. you warp from you go from Four One to Four Two. Warp from Four Two to, to Eight One. One. Yeah. Then you have to do all of Eight. 
right? Yeah. yeah. There's two difficult jumps. There's a difficult jump in 8-1, and yep. there's a difficult jump Dude, in 8-2. That difficult jump in 8-1 was like my With worst. With the one little stupid yes, thing? Yes, it was yeah, my worst enemy sucks. as a kid. I, <laughs> Dude, I battled that so hard because I had Super Mario Deluxe on the Game Boy Color. Yeah. And so I'd just be in the back of my mom's car like, yo, why can't I get this thing? Why would they make this Dude. so hard? And then 8-1, the one that would also drop down like the little spiked dudes as well. That was 8-2. Yeah, 8-1 had yeah, the bullet bills, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then eight two has the, the freaking spinies coming down. Yeah. But then it has the impossibly hard jump where you have to run off of the piranha plant pipe to then run on the two little blocks that have holes in between them to get mm-hmm. enough momentum to make the jump. Yep. So that's a fucking bitch. But then for me, the the game breaker of whether or not I was going to have a good run was eight three with all the goddamn Hammer Brothers. Oh. There's yeah. so many yeah. Hammer Brothers, and if if I wasn't Fire Mario. At that mm-hmm. point, I was essentially just, like, just this, ain't, this ain't going to fucking happen. Yeah. Because then you have to do 8-4, the castle, and it's like, dude, it, there's the Bowser is fine. Yeah. Although he's throwing all the hammers and shit. Usually I'm like, if I'm big, I'll just run through him and it's fucking, it's yeah. fine. But yeah. there's the hammer brother right before Bowser. And that motherfucker messes my day up. Anyways, that's Man. my dissertation on Back in the, day, <laughs> the how, difficulty of Mario 1. <laughs> how long did it take you to figure out 8-4? Because it took me a oh, while. Oh, the pattern? Yeah, the like pattern. Where the, you go. The, the tubes? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it definitely took a long time, yeah. but now it's muscle memory. Dude, I can't even tell you the solution right now. I just remember as a I kid. I bet you if you were playing it, you would know. Probably. Like, I, as a kid, I remember, like, just sitting down and being like, I don't get what's happening. Because that was the first <laughs> time they really introduced that mechanic of, like, figuring out, like, okay, this one's No, it's not. Well, it's, yeah. not? No, there, there's, there's like three other one. examples yeah. of it. I think, oh. Yeah, I think it's every other castle towards the end yep. of the game. Really? But yeah. most people use the warps. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So there's a lot of levels you probably never played. Possibly. <laughs> actually, no. As a kid, I think I actually did, because I don't think I knew about the warps. Unless I actually got to one of the warps or one of the, mm. the vines. We're going off on tangent yeah, we on are. tangent here, but fuck it. I don't care. Uh, have you ever played Mario Lost Levels? I mean, I've tried. <laughs> I played the first couple of levels. So I beat that game. Really? I forced myself to fucking beat that game. Oh, God. It was I could so not. hard. Dude, that game is Evil. It's Super Mario Brothers Two. It's the original Mario Two, mm-hmm. the, the Japanese version before we got the um, before we Super got Mario Brothers Two. Whatever Panic USA. Yeah. Doki Doki Panic. Um, it is so. Have you played it, Barrett? No. The game is fucked up because it it looks exactly like Mario One, but it was made same, by the devil. Layout, but it's made by the devil <laughs> in ways that like there's mushrooms that if you touch it hurts you, mm. and the only difference is like the way that their eyes are shaped. Oh, and on the yeah, NES, yeah, it's yeah. not that clear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The bigger fuck you though. Is you? What's the one thing every single kid tries to do in Mario Brothers One at the end of the level? Get the top of the flag. Yeah. What do they want to do more than that? Go over it. Go over the mm. fucking flag, right? We've all tried it. We've yeah. tried countless times. Yeah. This game, there's certain levels that let you do it. Hell all right. Yeah. Then you go, but it's Mario One rules, so you can't go back. Oh, on screens, shoot. right? <laughs> they let you do it. There's a warp pipe. This is world like. Six. Uh-huh. It warps you back to World One. What? That's I love video aw- games. Man. That's awesome. All right, Sam, I love. I actually love that. <laughs> I'm proposing you. You either have to do a Mario One stream where we try to make you beat it in less than ten minutes, or you have to race me in Cuphead. One or the other. I want to play Mario. You'll too. destroy me racing me. You, you've now, Bear. We got the four-time Cuphead World Champion. Four times? He beat it the fourth time this yeah. weekend. Why? <laughs> because it's so fun. It's just like a it's fun, so mindless fun. game. I, I like beat it in three sittings. It was great. I still had, I still have to beat it the first time. Like yeah. I got I got stuck at the dragon, the dragon boss man. with you the three go heads. Back on Switch. Yeah. At a Switch certain point, great, I was just, it's a is it really port. good on Switch? Oh yeah, dude. Really good on Switch. Yeah, like I, Xbox hmm. One when it originally launched, and I think I was I was working at IGN, so I was playing it like for gameplay clips there, and it had like some like issues when it originally launched and like switch has none of that i'm sure like xbox one has been like fixed a little bit with performance but like there is nothing wrong with the the switch port it's fucking fantastic does it feel good to control because like yeah. are yeah. you using joy cons oh use the pro controller uh, yeah, Joy-Cons are fine too, but yeah. like I, I, I did beat it handheld uh, yesterday, though. Yeah, which, uh, my second time I did beat it on yeah. just the um, Switch. Hmm. But, and like people are different. Like Tim likes to change like the buttons and like uh, all that stuff. I play the original version and like play claw mode and shit mm-hmm. like that. It, you got to just like find uh, the language, you know. Hmm. 
I want to go back to it at some point. It's so good. Number five, GTA 4 is no longer available to buy on Steam. This comes from Eddie over at GameSpot. For reasons that are not clear, Rockstar's Grand Theft Auto 4 is no longer available to purchase on Steam. A member of Reset Era forum recently discovered that the Steam page for GTA 4 no longer has a purchase button where it once was. The page does not offer any insight into why this is the case. Rockstar Games could not be reached for comment at press time. People are speculating that... Hold on. What is press time? The time that they're pressing the article, man. The time that they're publishing. Sure. Okay. Okay. It's the internet, man. (laughs) Uh, People are speculating that this has something to do with uh, music licensing for GTA 4. Uh, Still requires a game for Windows Live account. Did I read that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, others are guessing that Rockstar might be moving GTA 4 from Steam to its own Rockstar launcher. For now, the real reason why GTA 4 is no longer available to buy on Steam remains a mystery. PC Gamer reminds us that Rockstar removed GTA Vice City from Steam for a brief period of time in 2012 due to a copyright claim related to the Michael Jackson song, uh, Wanna Be Starting Something. Interesting. Grand Theft Auto 5 and Grand Theft Auto San Andreas remain available for purchase on Steam. It's also worth noting that those who already own GTA 4 on Steam can continue to play the title. Uh, and so my assumption is that this is probably a soundtrack thing. Mm-hmm. Like, the, you know, I, I only listen to the hip-hop radio station in GTA 4. But there were, uh-huh. there were a lot of cuts on there. Like, they had, like, flashing lights on there. Yeah. They had uh, some Swiss beats. They had, like, a lot of current music coming out at the time. Uh, music that I imagine probably came with some sort of limit. Yeah. Like a 10-year limit. Um, and so I, I feel like it being a Rockstar launcher thing of them trying to, you know, take games off Steam and put them onto the Rockstar launcher exclusively doesn't make sense since it's just GTA 4. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I'm looking at this. Yeah, I think, yeah. You're, I think you're right. I wouldn't be surprised if one day they do a Rockstar game launcher. But I think that I mean, they have, they have they have one. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But it's cool. like it kind of came out under the radar. Mm-hmm. Like I think Greg reported on it on – or not reported on it, but like talked about it on KFG. Hmm. But it was one of those things where since – it didn't seem like they were putting out games exclusive exclusively for it, even though kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Did Red Dead Redemption 2 come out on other plat like other services aside from Rockstar Game Launcher? I can't remember now. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to see that. I, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised though going into GTA six if they did try to put a bit more focus on their own launcher. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Because like there is so much money to be made, mm-hmm. obviously, from Rockstar Games, and they do not want to split that cut with Steam mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. they can just do their own launcher. So yeah, it looks here. It looks like here, Red Dead Redemption Two is on Steam, available on Steam at to cart sixty bucks. So yeah, there you go. Uh, so far, there aren't any. I don't think there are any exclusive Rockstar games on the Rockstar launcher. Let me know if I'm wrong. Kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Yeah, if there's an exclusive game coming to uh, the Rockstar launcher, I feel like it's going to be very far away. Yeah. But if I wanted to know what's coming out today, Tim, to Mama Grop Shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Yeah. I was actually trying to figure out my mind. I was like, how am I going to make this segue work? And I'm glad you swooped in. Out today, we have Jump Gunners on Switch, Above Earth on PC and Mac. Here and here come the mystery teens on PC. <laughs> Barrett, you know what to do. Here come the mystery teens. For new dates, God. Borderlands 3, Takedown, and Malawan Black Side is, is getting rebalanced for single players. Uh, it'll be available for two weeks. This comes from James O'Connor over at GameSpot. I'm going to read through the new dates and we're going to get to the mystery teens over here. Borderlands 3 added a limited time special event, Takedown at the Maliwan Black site, towards the end of 2019, but part of the event was delayed. In late December, Gearbox announced that a new version of the event that would scale depending on how many players you had in your party would release, making it easier for players who preferred to play alone to tackle it. This ended up being delayed, but a date for the scaled version of the event has now been set. In a new post... In a new post on the Borderlands website, it's been announced that the scaled version of Takedown at the Malawan Black site will be available for from January 16 to January 30. It'll be slightly easier now for players who are taking it on alone, meaning that if you can't quite crack it right now, it's worth trying to trying it's worth trying during this period. After January 30th, the event will revert to its standard difficulty level and will once again be tuned for four experienced vault hunters working together which means that you'll need to be extremely skilled to beat it alone and legends of runeterra the league of legends card game will go into open beta on january for uh, january 24th barrett put up here comes here come the mystery teens here come the mystery teens 
All right, so it's a... Scooby-Doo ass knockoff. Yeah. Oh, my God. This looks like Scooby-Doo in Microsoft Paint. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they... All right, so it looks okay. like it... With Doug. Duke, Duke and Sunny. It's like visual novelish, but like with paint, like Microsoft Paint graphics. Mugsy. Mugsy. Honestly, though, this has cat. <laughs> this has personality. I kind of, I kind of like how this looks. So, is that Navi? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Oh my God, I like the music. This seems like a cool Greg ass game, man. I'm telling you. I could see myself getting into this, honestly. Like, at first, I was like, We're going to need know. an update, all right? Bless. Oh, Get my God. on it. If Here this, come the mystery team. Let's see. It's coming out on PC. So this might not be this might not be available for the um, our PSLW XL, XL uh -huh. segment where we rank uh, games coming out. But we'll see. Maybe in my free time, I might hit up the mystery teams. Might solve a mystery. <laughs> Man, now it is time for Reader Mail. You can write into patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where you can get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, this show, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Upstart. Between hitting the gym, eating cleaner, or learning a new skill, there are a lot of ways we can better ourselves in the new year. But I can't think of one that's more important than starting the year off tackling high-interest credit card debt. My friends at upstart.com are here to help. Upstart is the revolutionary lending platform that offers smarter rates to help you pay off high interest credit card debt. Upstart goes beyond the traditional credit score when assessing your credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter rate. Upstart believes you're more than just your credit score. They believe in you. They make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate. Since it's just a soft pull, it won't affect your credit score. The hard pull happens if you accept your rate. The best part? Once the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. That's the next day. Over 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit card debt or meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high interest, high interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot and hurry up to upstart.com slash kfgames to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash kfgames. Hurry up to upstart.com slash kfgames to find out how low your upstart rate is. Let me also, also tell you about hymns. You've heard us talk about hymns uh, and how they're helping guys look their best. If you haven't yet, it's time to see what they're all about. That There's a problem out there, mm -hmm. everybody. It's, it's a huge problem. Nick knows the problem. Andy knows the problem Dude, all too well. I, don't, I also know the problem. 66% uh, of men start to lose their hair by age 35. Once you've noticed thinning hair, it can be too late. Is that hairline slowly moving backwards? Any bald spots yet? Let me tell you, I've started dealing with my hairline receding. It's terrifying. <laughs> Very terrifying. Well, hey, they got a solution for you, man. Andy and Nick been using it for, for years at this point. Really? Mm -hmm. uh, and let me tell you, receding hairlines, not fun. Not fun at all. <laughs> if I knew about hymns a few years ago, it could have made a world of difference but I'm just hearing about it now because I'm reading this ad right in front of you, learning, learning with you. The best way to prevent more hair loss is to do something about it while you still have some. It's time to get a handle on those precious locks. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hims is helping guys be the best versions of themselves with licensed physicians and FDA-approved products to help treat hair loss. No snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. These are prescription solutions backed by science. Hims was created by a guy who knows some health some men's health conversations are easier online than in person. No more awkward in-person doctor's visits or long pharmacy lines. For Hims connects you to a real doctor online which could save you hours. Completely confidential and discreet. Answer a few few quick questions. A doctor will review, and if they determine it's right for you, they can uh, prescribe you medication to treat hair loss that is shipped directly to your door. Try Hims today by starting out with with a free online visit. Go to forhims.com/gamesdaily. That's f o r h i m s.com/gamesdaily. 
4hymns.com slash games daily. Prescription products are subject to doctor approval and require an online consultation with a physician who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. See website for full details and safety information. This could cost hundreds if you were in person to the doctor's office or pharmacy. Remember that it remember that's 4hymns.com slash games daily. We're also brought to you by Quip, the triple threat. Three sponsors today. Woo! Quip, makers of the Quip Electric Toothbrush, wants you to know the, the one single discovery that matters most for your dental health care. It is simply this, that if you have good habits, you're good. That means brushing for more than two minutes twice a day and flossing regularly, no matter what brand you use. Quip makes that simple, starting with an electric toothbrush, refillable floss, and anti-cavity toothpaste. Quip's electric toothbrush has sensitive sonic vibrations you know how much I love Sonic. <laughs> With a built-in timer and 30-second pulses to guide a full and even clean. The Quip Floss Dispenser comes with pre-marked string to help you use just enough. Plus, Quip delivers fresh brush uh, Quip delivers fresh brush head, floss, and toothpaste refills to uh, to your door every three months with free shipping so your routine is always right it's awesome it's, it's so awesome. easy they just i never even think about it next thing I know, i'm just getting some quip and yeah. i'm using that quip every day man it's awesome. beautiful sonic vibrations join mm. over three million healthy mouths and get quip today starting at 25 dollars and if you go to getquip.com slash games right now you'll get your first refill free that's your first refill free at getquip.com slash games that's spelled g-e-t Q-U-I-P.com slash games. Quip, the good habits company. 2038 Pokemon CEO writes and says, Happy Monday, Blessing and Tim. Over the weekend was Pokemon's over the weekend was Pokemon's producer, director, and composer Junichi Masuda Masuda's birthday. Sadly, he was harassed on Twitter over the announcement of Pokemon DLC and still getting tweets about bringing back the national Pokedex. Masuda replied to a tweet saying, it's a public holiday today and it's my, my birthday. Can you let me relax? Damn. I so get, man, I never <laughs> felt a tweet so much in, a, in my life. Uh, I can't help but to feel bad and helpless in this situation. Sure, fans can tweet positive posts to developers getting harassed on Twitter, but what more can we do? How do you wave through negativity and show up, show up to the office in a positive mood? It's a rough thing, man. I, I honestly feel that it would be a lie to say that uh, the the positive tweets hit as hard as the negative oh, yeah. tweets. You know, for sure. But they help so much. Mm-hmm. It's like it, it could be even though the negative will make me feel like goddamn shit. A positive tweet can like be just enough hope where you're like, you know what, fuck that person. Yeah. <laughs> like in, to like to to not let it affect you as much. And I feel like when those add up, like it's the quantity of them where. Let's say three positive posts equally negative posts, mm-hmm. you know? And if you get those three, like, that's going to leave you in a really good place. So I, I do think that that positive messaging and, like, you know, reinforcement that uh, what you're doing is valued mm-hmm. uh, goes a very long way to to counter the, the negativity. Yeah. It's crazy how much negativity can cut through, right? Like, this last week, obviously, it's my first week, kind of funny, which meant that uh, I was getting, like, a lot of notifications, a lot of messages, and a lot of, like you know encouragement support and people being super nice i talked about it on the post show on friday but like you know the community has been so welcoming so accepting uh so incredible to me uh and like you know it's been way more positive than i could even ask for that said you know not even though there's been 98 percent of people who've been positive there have been like two percent of people right who i'll see my notifications and it'll be like one-off comments of like oh man you know i wish he could host better oh man like whatever whatever like he needs to stop saying um in between his sentences or whatever whatever the criticism uh may be right whether it is like people being malicious or people being you know constructive in a nice way even the constructive comments can cut through in a way where i'm like oh yeah man like i know like i know i do that and I'm, that's something i'm trying to get better at but like it still gets you down because, it's all you think about yeah it's all you think you about become obsessed with it instead of being obsessed with you know the things you're doing right of which there are so many it, it's mm-hmm. it's it's very difficult and I, I think that's just human nature mm-hmm. you know i don't i don't know that you can grow through that you just kind of gotta like learn to to deal with it and learn yeah. the balance of it all yeah and people definitely like deal with it in different ways like um uh junichi masuda like replying to the guy and being like hey can you guys let me relax just today i get it yeah. like you know that makes sense right and like it's very easy uh to be frustrated and kind of share that frustration you know with with the people that are that are frustrating you but also that could be that's it can be a way of coping it can be a way of kind of like 
expressing that by being like, hey, everybody, can we calm down for a little bit and just let me chill? Mm-hmm. At the same time, like, you know, for me, like the way I kind of deal with it is more so like self-reflection. I don't necessarily respond to uh, uh, most negative comments because, you know, at a certain point, it's like, why am I giving all like this all my energy when there is so much positivity out there and I'm mm-hmm. missing a lot of it because like because of how much there of it there is. Right. Like, you know, I can I can use my energy and in, in focus on the positivity rather than just the the uh, the negativity right and i can ignore that or not even ignore it but like not choose to dwell dwell on it yeah exactly um and that's kind of that's kind of my approach but you know it's hard to really like i mean i think for me the honest answer to this question of like you know what can you do like what do you do about negativity a lot of times there's nothing you can do you know you just kind of kind of got to accept it yeah. you know and, and what, what either move on or like you know take it and make yourself better right there is there, I'm, this is gonna be very corny it's gonna be very cheesy this is a Kanye West lyric mm-hmm. it's from his first album mm-hmm. he says I can let these dream killers kill my self esteem or use my arrogance as esteem to power my dreams which I know you know what I'm talking there about there we go um, and you know like people people handle things their their own way you can use you can use that negativity as fuel to be better you can look to the positive you can do whatever but I think the thing is, the thing you really gotta do is figure out what works for you uh, and what is the healthy thing to do? What is the healthy way to respond? What is healthy for both you and the people around you, right? You want to be, you want to make sure you're being your best self for yourself and for the people around you. I'm going to quote 50 Cent. If they hate, then let them hate and watch the money pile up. It's a great episode. I know. It really is. <laughs> Marco Antonio Morales de la Cruz, which is a beautiful name. <laughs> good, he says, uh, good morning, Blessing and Tim. Uh, oh, good morning, Blessing and Tim fucking Gettys. I want to make this clear. It's Tim Ma fucking Gettys. Yeah. With you two need the Gs. Ma, dude. Two Gs in the, in the fucking. Hell yeah, dude. Tim Ma fucking Gettys. With two Gs. <laughs> <laughs> I have one question that has been percolating in my mind and wallet. With the beast that the new consoles claim to be and with rising cost costs on consumer electronics is there a chance the new systems will come with a subscription slash contract way the way contract way to pay Hmm. to pay like at&t or verizon i can definitely see xbox come out with an over one thousand dollar console thanks thank you for your time and all you do i highly doubt that xbox will put out a console over a thousand dollars however i never thought phones would hit that price and they have Mm-hmm. So we'll see. But I, I, I doubt that. I do think there will be some type of subscription service thing. It's yeah. not subscription. Contract. Yeah. Uh, Microsoft's I, been doing that for years. Yeah. I think they they started doing that like a year or so ago for the Xbox Ones. And I think, I mean, we haven't necessarily heard how successful it's been. But I imagine it's a thing that's successful. Th- right? That's the thing, man. It, we always talk about Xbox kind of like pushing forward and innovating like the marketplace and mm-hmm. I feel like it's just them doing a whole bunch of different things having a whole bunch of different programs that they're they're actually utilizing and pushing mm-hmm. uh, even if they don't need to all be the most successful thing ever they just need to be working for the the group that they're targeting and I think that this is an easy win for them that I imagine will be an option yeah yeah I think Xbox will 100% do this um, I don't see PlayStation doing this. Me neither. A PlayStation doesn't seem Sony doesn't seem like that kind of company that would want to um, essentially do like a subscription slash contract way of paying for a PS5. Whereas Xbox, their whole deal is wanting to get you into their ecosystem, and that's by any means necessary. <laughs> and so, like you know, whether it is like you're paying fifty bucks a month for your Xbox Series X, I think you know they will have that option available. You know, whether or not it's at launch, I don't know, but yeah. I think I think you will see that option available. I agree. Now it's time to squat up. Tyrone writes in and says, I am 36 and a father of two. I'd like to squat up with some of the community members. Currently, I am playing the Outer Worlds. I am on and off of Borderlands 3, and I'm still working on the plat. The Division 2 and COD uh, Modern Warfare, I'm also playing. Uh, I'm willing to play other games popular in the community to keep the gamer within alive. My PSN is Tragic Johnson, which is a great PSM name. Uh, I know it's a silly name, but I've had this name since 2007, and I don't want to give it up. Hey, I don't blame you. Tragic Johnson is a great name. And my Twitch is Decoy0EXT. Most of my gamer friends I had when I got a PS3 in 2007 put the controller down. God, that's so sad. That is very sad. That's the saddest sentence I've heard. That that's sounds the most like they Tragic died. Johnson thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love video games, and I want to keep them in my life when the sun goes down for the time being. And so if you're out there and you want to play with Tragic Johnson, hit him up on PSN. There's some poetry there, man. Read him some poetry. Man, 
It's beautiful. Let's get into kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and see what we've been wrong. So about. I went in there already and I kind of cleaned it out a bit. I, I okay. can go through these. Kebab says uh, Kiev is pronounced Kiev. And uh, Nicholas Richter says it's the capital of Ukraine. So we're learning something today. Awesome. Yeah, I think I knew that. I just didn't know how it's pronounced. Nanobiologist says Tim said there was a break between Origins and Odyssey, but it was only a year between those two game launches. I totally blanked on that. Yeah, because I would have sworn it was two years. Because it's, I believe, it's two Ubisoft studios that are heading up those projects. And so it was a year after, well, it was before Origins. Was that Syndicate? So yeah, it was Syndicate, then Origins, yeah. then uh, then Odyssey. Odyssey. So, so it was Syndicate came out, Syndicate, and, and then there was a year after Syndicate, like a year off, and then it was Origins, yeah. and yeah. then Odyssey was after. But essentially, they're on like a two-year rotation where you get Assassin's Creed one year, another Assassin's Creed from the other studio the next year, and then a year off. So each of the, each of the studios are having three yeah. years to work on their yeah, game. So the Syndicate, I believe, was 2015, and then. Uh, Origins was 2017, 2017 yeah. and then Odyssey and then was, was 2018, 2018. And then last year we got nothing, and then this year we'll like... Well, last country. year I think we got a substantial amount of DLC. Well, for, DLC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. no new um, release. Yeah. Um, and then speaking of Assassin's Creed here, so Slick Rick says, according to Daniel Ahmed, most of these Assassin's Creed leaks are wrong. There and then go. Nanobiologist says, uh, Revelations gives you a hook blade, which can be used to zip line across the city to grab enemies to yank them in. That was the parkour yeah, thing, yeah. or the traversal thing. Uh, and then uh, Nanobiologist also says, Jason Schreier also confirmed, or already confirmed in an article last year, the next Assassin's Creed game would be Viking setting, which makes sense with mm. the Ragnarok name, um, after a post appeared in Division 2, showing a Viking with the header of Valhalla. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, let's we'll see what's up with yeah, all these we'll Assassin's see. Creed leaks, but it, maybe like the, those leaks aren't as... Yeah. Factual as you might think. Uh, Nicholas Richter says the world eight to four solution is to enter the final pipe of every screen. Wait, really? I didn't realize that. Interesting. It's been so long that I just forgot. I don't think that's right, though. Because when there's the flying fish, I think that's it's the second pipe. Unless there's not a third pipe. Neff Dan Neff says Red Dead Redemption Two requires the Rockstar Launcher, though you can buy it in other stores. So okay. if you bought it on Epic on Steam, it would open via Rockstar Launcher. Interesting. And Luker Wolf says Rockstar confirmed during the show that the GTA Four Steam delisting is due to Games for Windows Live, and they're assessing other options to sell the game again. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That all sounds uh, cool. Did you see this one from uh, Nanobiologist? No. Uh, Xbox already has a contract service called the Xbox All Access Program, which is pretty much what we're, we're talking, what we're about. talking about. It's not yeah. you're wrong, but adding more context. Whenever you, whenever you get a console in two years of Game Pass and Gold, uh, they already have confirmed that if you signed up for the Xbox One X All Access Program on Amazon, you can upgrade f- to the Series X for free. Interesting. I didn't realize that was a thing. So there you go. Yeah. It already exists. <laughs> Man, that's wild. Um, that all that all sounds awesome. Uh, we're about to get into the post show. Before we do, this week's hosts are Tuesday. It's me and Emron. Me and Emron the Don Con. That's gonna be my nickname for him. Dude, yeah, you're dude. good at this, man. I, I'm I'm, I'm I making it my it. own thing. I'm gonna start making my own nicknames for, for everyone. For oh, I love it. Uh, so I got to figure that out. But uh, that's Tuesday. Wednesday is uh, me and Gary. Thursday yeah. is me and Fran, and then Friday it's Greg and me. And Greg Holson, I'm in the co-host seat. I love this man. Last week it was you know me and me you and Greg yeah. like every combination. Well, not every combination. You and us every combination. Yeah. Of you hosting or not hosting? And now we're getting the the part timers yeah, in here. And Rod, Fran, Gary, and uh, work with everybody. I'm really love excited it, about this week. Uh, and so we'll see you in the post show for Patreon. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. Oh yeah.